mic check. This is Rocks a lot with the On the Rocks podcast. I have a very special guest joining me today. I have the king here. Oh, he's King Meech. King, king Meech in the building. Uh, are uh, combining our platforms so we can uh, have a discussion and just catch up on things. But how you doing tonight, uh, tonight, man? Hey, man, I'm doing awesome, man. It's a beautiful day in the seven five seven, isn't it? Yo, it's hot as donkey balls and it's humid and That's what as humid can be. The humidity <laughs> is the is the humidity, bro. Because I can't stop sweating. Like I just can't Bruh. stop sweating. It's ridiculous. Bro, and that's the thing. Like, I always tell people, man, I'd rather be cold than hot. When you hot, you can't do nothing about it but just be musty. And I can't fool with that, bro. Uh, I slightly disagree. Uh, when bro, you, you cannot cool off cool if you're hot. It's easier and better for me. That's a better direction for me than uh, uh, heating up is. Like, when it's cold outside, I'm miserable, bro. That's because you're little, bro. That's because you're little. Nah, man, I done put on all this weight now, man. I'm like 220, bro. Bro, you not three plus, bro. <laughs> nah, man. Like, you like, never be three plus, bro. Nah, man, my sweatpants is extra large, bro. Like, I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm <laughs> <weird. laughs> You're the extra large apartment. They're going to be shopping in the big and, big and, and almost tall, nigga. Almost nah, big and tall. I'm telling you, man, I'm, a, I'm on the line, bro. I'm supposed to be like 179 pounds or some shit, man. It's, it's ridiculous. I hate you. They didn't even charge for Americans. You know what I mean? I I know because we're all supposed to be fat, unless yeah. you're European. But no, nah, it's dumb hot outside. I can't stop sweating. Even the women's deodorant's not helping. Um, nah, bro. It's just not working for me. But other than that, I do prefer the heat over the cold, though. And I guess you being uh, watch your mouth. Niggas caught me slipping once. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, you having an affinity for the cold that I don't share. Uh, I feel you. You know, you don't necessarily appreciate it. And I get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good, man. So uh, I wanted to ask you, though, how's it going running your own podcast? From podcaster to podcaster, man. How's it going? You flying solo as hell. I got my girl backing me up. You flying super solo. Bro, let me tell you how it started, bro. I was one, one day I was laying in my bed, and normally I have like legit conversations with myself. Like, legit. Are you looking in the mirror? Oh. Or just like, yeah, like, no, I'm just just talking, bro. Like this morning, I was just walking around in a circle, having a conversation about an issue that I was thinking about. And so I was laying in bed, just talking, having conversation with my thoughts. And I was like, "Yo, go record what you're thinking." And I hit the record button, recorded my intro. And if you listen to my intro, it literally sounds like I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> I ain't brushed my teeth. I ain't did nothing. I literally jumped up musty and everything got on the mic hit record didn't even know what i was going to say hit record and when i listened to it i was immediately um in, uh excited about doing a podcast like and i hit record again yeah man and i hit record again and i just went freestyle off the dome i was just talking about what i felt at that particular moment about the conversation i was having and then when i listened to it i was like yo this is fire and i hit record again i hit like four like four podcasts like in one day that's crazy i was just i was just gunning them out yeah man but see also i have a lot of a lot of stuff i be thinking about and normally if i have especially with so much content that's going on the news, oh, we gonna get to that brother you know oh, what i'm saying and so it's it, it's perfect content for those who who like to think and reflect and, you know what i mean yeah and reflect and so i i know i have great ideas that sometimes they go to waste 
because I don't have no medium to record them. I hate writing. That's the exact so, word I was thinking of. This is podcasting is the perfect medium for a person like you who whose mind operates like this. Like you're already a person who just speaks out loud. Capturing these right. in the pot is perfect, man. And that music you have behind your body, how do you how do you pick that music? Where does it come from? And yeah, just those two questions, please. So, you know, I'm a music head, and so music to me is always the emotion of what you're saying. Yes. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? As the emotion to what you're saying. Like that's exactly so, what I was gonna say. So normally if I'm talking about some uppity, I try to pick something that matches the energy. Like when I talk about talked about when I have the coronavirus, I wanted it to sound like CSI. Yeah. Like I wanted it to sound like a horror flick. Like you don't know what's about to happen because that's how I felt. Yo, you know I was what I'm wondering if you were deliberately picking these because of the subject matter and to hear that I was right is crazy because that's exactly how it felt during it. Like you walking us through your coronavirus experience was nuts, by the way. Yeah, you man. still haven't told me exactly what food line you went to. But I ain't gonna you just gonna have to protect yourself, protect your neck in yeah, the words of Wu Tang, bro. He was for the children. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. But yeah, so that's so you really do pick the music. Now, is it like a library you choose from, or are you making this yourself? Or, bro, I wish I was making it. Man, I have retired from making music. Man, it's just seven five seven folk. If you're not committed to the game, it's just like it'll drain you, and it drained me for years. So yeah. I, I, I'm not fooling with it like that no more. But um, so the the application that I use has like a library of music and kind of like little instrumentals and, and stuff like that that uh, i think if for people who aren't creative i probably think they would probably think it was whack but for me i know because i listen to podcasts all the time and normally they don't really have music that throws away or kind of deflects from the message you're right you're like you got a dope a dope beat it kind of deflects from what you're talking about. Unless you just up there talking shit. Right. No, and, you know what I'm saying? Then it doesn't really matter. That's what keeps me from like using like instrumentals as my background. Like I did, I used to do this segment called Airing the Grievances and I played a Kanye, uh, No Church on Sundays instrumental behind mm -hmm. But even then, like I'm a rapper. So I damn near be wanting to freestyle over the beat during the show and shit. So I'm like, <laughs> man, it's really hard to use instrumentals. I'm gonna I'm 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 go out on that ledge on the accident when I get out there and shit, but. Yeah, they really do. So I do my music at the end. So I record my whole jank dry air. Oh, okay. because for for me, for me, man, I can't have any distractions when I'm thinking, because then I'll I'll talk about what the distraction is. Right. Yeah. So so if the music is on, I'm not really thinking about what I'm saying. I'm thinking about who produced the beat, why the hi hats are too loud, and why the drum is flat. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not stream of consciousness artist with it. Like you really gotta be in your zone to let the thoughts flow. Exactly, G. Exactly. So what gets you there? Like what gets you like, you know what I mean? Like what opens up the floodgates of your mind to get you to to get your stream of consciousness going? Cause we I got some things we gotta talk about, some of these thoughts, but I wanna know how do you get there? Um or is it something that like triggers it? It's, it's just the thrill of conversation. See, my family are debaters. Like we we like to debate, we like to talk, we like to go back and forth. We like to snap on each other. Like yesterday was my birthday and we had a Zoom party and on, on the family, it's like 11 of us and everybody's birthday, 
we roast that person for their birthday. Oh, that has so to be hilarious. You can't say nothing, and we pull up all the baby pictures, all the baby stories, and we roast as much as we can because our parents are on the line. You That's know what I'm saying? You roast your family members on their birthday. like On their birthday, bro. So yesterday was my day, and I caught an L, bro. <laughs> Uh, now, come on, break it down. This is this is how content creation works, sir. You have to let us know uh, how you caught this L from your family member. What was? What? Oh, I'm not telling. You just had to be there. Actually, you had to tune into my podcast when oh, I recorded. It. Is that's there you go. <laughs> that's how you do it, sir. That's how you yeah, do it. I recorded it, and so the audio. Some of it I can't air because um, it's so, some of it. I didn't get kind of like, I don't want to say permission, but some of it, you, you kind of know how family members I know are. How it go. I know how it go. But some of the stuff that's really, really funny, or I'm, I'm airing it out. And, it, and a lot of it's about me. Like my dad talks about how I was born and sleep and they thought I was dead. And- Hey, bro, you know, how you know, you know, like you'll have your like in the early days of my podcast, like it'll get like four listens in like a week or something. You know what I mean? There were early days and, you know, it's like your girl, your homeboy, you know, who's listening to this shit. But like my mom will call in on the show and then she'll call me like four days later, like, hey, you know, I don't really want people uh, hearing what I'm talking about on the podcast. You know, I work in the city and uh, I don't want to get caught out there. And I'm like, ma, it's really like me, Yada, and maybe Mike listening to this shit. You don't, you don't really have to worry about that 45 right. phone call. <laughs> you right. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. My mom said the same thing because she found really out that I, I took edibles to go to sleep and she was like, I can't listen to you. Oh, I just can't listen. <laughs> She's like, I just can't listen. I said, Mom, I said, listen to it because she I talk about me. you. <laughs> she heard and she's, edibles on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I just can't listen to this. I'm like, Mom, I, I try not to use a lot of profanity. Right, right. And I, I tell people, look, I try to mark my podcast, yo, if I'm cut, because sometimes, I, like on my Burn It Down podcast, I just let it rip as much as a, b- b- humanly possible. You know me, I got a potty mouth. Right. But right. I, I try to be respectful for those who may be sensitive to the ears, but I try to pick and choose when to use cuss words because um, it's a form of expression to let you know how serious I am. Right. And like just the different. Just the idea of splitting up your form of communication through two different mediums is something we I hope we can get to definitely because you were talking on your podcast about what it's like to just go apply for a job as a black dude. And I yeah, I had some things I wanted to uh, discuss about that, too. Just roll. Just the things uh, just to just to mention it, because um, it's a really unique situation to obviously be a black man in America. Absolutely. And black women are in a much more unique and precarious situation than black men in America. So I want to say that first, but as a black man, you are articulating some of those dangers, like walking around knowing you the threat, having to come in completely qualified to a job interview. And all you have to do to get this job, because like you, I've been, I've gotten every job I've interviewed for too. And all you know that all you have to do is go in there and make them feel safe enough to hire your ass. That's it. That's the key. Exactly. And then they, they really don't care what you know because they can teach you what they want you to know. They don't even want to bring that experience to this job. <laughs> they don't. They, they want to make sure that they can get a warm seat and that you're not going to come in here and shoot up the place. Basically, you ain't going to come up in here and Jamal it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can you play the game? Can you walk the walk? Yeah. The talk? Exactly. And so I learned that um, basically my first my first day in, you know, in corporate America, 
is how to play the game. You know, I thought it was all about what you know. And a lot of it is about what you know, especially in tech world. It, you do have to know something. Right. But yeah. uh, the, the game is, yeah, the game is white comfort. And I've learned that getting older is white comfort. That's if it. white people feel comfortable around you, they'll tell you anything and they'll let you in all the circles. But if yeah. if they don't feel comfortable around you, then it's kind of like they have their wall up. You know, they, they say little snarl remarks or whatever, whatever. And you can't. And that's just right. Say what? You can't do anything right. Like you, exactly. man, there's nothing you can do that's going to be right. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're argumentative. You're, you know, you're pushing back. You have a problem with authority. You don't speak up. You're apathetic. You don't care. You're not invested. Exactly. You know, I, I know you and I. We both been through every phase of that. Exactly. Going too hard. Exactly. Like even even the trying too hard. Even looking like you're trying too hard and getting marks off somehow because it looks like you're trying extra hard. Trying too hard. Yeah, like it ain't the livelihood they take. You know what I mean? Like you don't need health insurance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, nah, nah, I'm chilling. You know, I want to be a temp for <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I got a kid and shit, but I'm not trying to, you know, get health insurance or nothing. I'm just Yeah, I can't. Yeah, right. yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta act like you gotta act like you don't need the job, but you do need the job. You know what I mean? Like you can't be exactly that's you know, all those different games, like hearing you talk about that shit, it just you know, it just made it all so real. Because it's like it is the game. You have to play the game. That's it. Yeah, and, and I think white people don't understand. And, and, and to their defense, they don't know it's a game. They're playing. It's like they're being in the Matrix, and we're the people who are woke. There is, we're 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 the Morpheuses. Yeah. yeah all and of- and the white people are in the Matrix, plugged in. They have no idea there's a whole other world that people of color have to live in and adjust in and, and fight fight the um. The uh the the what's the Mr. Smiths? What's what were they? Um Fuck. Uh the the What were they? The agents. Agents. Like we have to fight the agents and white people just walk around just, da, 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 da. Hey, man, nice to meet your neighbor. Like you know that's what they hear about that analogy is the fact that any you know how the agents can turn into anybody? Exactly. <laughs> Any white person could be an agent. The agent. <laughs> they, exactly. They could be the person exactly. next to you. And if they get scared enough, now they're the person that might could kill you. They could exactly. they could they the ones that could fucking hunt you down and shoot you because you was walking through an empty house and they saw you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's crazy how it's crazy how that metaphor fits so perfectly. Like that's 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 what it is, man. We're the ones who are living in the real, as Morpheus called. Yeah, what color pill did we take? I don't know that well to know what color pill it was, but like, did we take the red or the blue or the red or the green? Either it's way. red and blue. I think it was blue that Neo took. I think he took the blue pill. Yeah, black people, we didn't take it. Like we was, it was, it was fed to us immediately upon birth. You know what I mean? Like when we came out with black. If you think about it, if you think about it, he was kind of forced into it psychologically. He didn't ask for that. He was curious. As a motherfucker. He, he, he was like, how did you guys locate me? And what are you guys talking about? But he also kind of knew a little bit about Morpheus because he, he picked up the phone and he says, do you know who I am? He said, I'm, you're Morpheus. So it kind of made sense that like Neo kind of knew and kind of heard about him, but just didn't know who he was, right. which kind of doesn't correlate to Black folk because we, we, we just popped up here, Ooh, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah, we we ain't had no say in the game. Let's take a left turn, conspiracy theorist. I think the people of color were the original people. I think white people absolutely were else. 
So here's my theory. Let's go. And I, I get it shot down all the time, but here's my theory. I believe that the people who we call white are not from Earth. Yo, I feel okay. the exact same fucking way. And let me tell you why I say this. There has been facts and proven theories that on Mars, there was some type of a nuclear explosion on Mars. Mm. And I think, because white people have the tendency of tearing up shit, is I think the race that sparked the white Caucasian race was on Mars. They got into some type of conflict or they effed the planet up like they do everything else. I mean, it was a big explosion. And they brought themselves to Earth. And I think the, the native people of Earth are all melanated. Yes. All of us. Because there are places that, are, that, are, uh, that we can live and that you know we can we can roam are all warm places exactly it's it's always been tropical they not designed to fit in nowhere here like nowhere Nowhere. like we're nowhere what is your evolutionary trait besides fair skin that has given you this advantage you you were smarter than this when you got here that's why every the history of every like people on this planet is them being surprised when white people showed up like what the fuck exactly Exactly, because they always we've always been around people of melanin, and so I think something back in the prehistoric days I don't know how far back is back in the back in the back of the day, and they came over here in some form, and I I, I think that's why we get a lot of visitations. I think that's why man is trying to go back to interstellar. Uh, explorations. I think that's why we're so interested in going back to Mars. I think that's why they are hiding a lot of stuff that's happening Mars. That's why we there's proven fact that there are space camps and space stations on on the moon, and there's there's a whole lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense. Now I'm not saying that it's real or fake. It just does not lie with a a sensible answer. And that's why and I so, want to ask you about this shit because I know you so that, that you. You've looked into it. Yeah, man. This shit don't it's 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 heavy. And so I, I always I already know that especially African descents, like people who are from Africa, are the the uh we are the ones who who the world kind of like birthed from. Right, right, right. Um, and I think everybody, you know, it has a a roots as some for, form from Africa. Everybody white people. Um, is a harder way to kind of explore because, like, why aren't why don't you have melanin? Where's the connection? Like, did y'all really go that far north? Like, is that where? Like, I just don't. I don't see the connection. Like, it doesn't make sense. Even Asian, even Chinese people, right. even have a root to Africa. Everybody, it all goes back. Everybody to does. Everybody. Where did y'all come from? Like, where? And where did they come from? That's exactly the exact same damn way. And history is written by the winners. Yeah, man. So we'll so, never know for real. Yeah. I mean, but, th- but then who, how do you define a winner? The people right Because, <laughs> well, I mean, it, to, to that extent, but the history still be written. See, the thing about it is they're trying to rewrite history yeah. because all the information that we're getting is from what they say. 
Right. Because we wrote the history, bro. Look at all the hieroglyphics. Look at all the, everything. the monuments. We, figured, we, told, everything. we told the whole story, bro. If you look at some of the hieroglyphs, they'll tell you that there's Martians and aliens and people from other planets. They'll tell you. They've been coming here. They've been coming here. So that's why the theory that white people ain't native from here is probable. I may be wrong about, you know, as far as what planet they came from. But I, I'm almost positive that if we get to heaven and God like asking a million questions, I'm like, yo, bro, where white people came from? He be like, yo, they came from planet X. I'm like, you know what, nigga, I knew that. Hey, yo, for real, because think about it like this. Think about the white people that we live with in this dimension. And look at the two planets closest to us. Venus is nothing but a gas giant like somebody polluted the fuck out of it and just ruined the shit out of it. And Mars is a mm-hmm. fucking wasteland. Like somebody just sucked, sucked up every natural resource like they're trying to do here and wiped it out and then just bounced. Exactly. All right, man. All right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right, black people and guns, bro. I heard what you said about it. I agree 100%. What you thinking? I'm thinking the way Dave Chappelle lined it up Dave Chappelle. perfect. And Killer Mike. Killer Mike said something Killer Mike just said the same thing. And it's like the way you you level the playing field is you exercise the same rights that white people have. Right. White people's claim to fame is the Second Amendment. Don't tread on me. Don't take my guns. You know what? You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go get our own arms. Let's go ahead and 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 form our own. Let's go ahead and join the NRA. We're not even form our own. We're gonna hop on to the NRA. Hey. And I guarantee you, if you want to see gun reform, then have all the black people, all black and brown people, be uh, legally registered to carry firearms and get all the little handguns, get all the machine, you know, the machine guns, the shotguns, the rifles, get them all. Exactly. And I guarantee it will scare the bejesus out of these white people. I'm a and believer in that. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Before, before there's a democratic president, I need me and Shorty to have an AR-15 apiece. I'm gonna tell you right now. I want two of those. Like Killer Mike said, I want a shotgun, I want a bolt action, I want a revolver, and I want a semi-automatic. And because you have to, because I'm getting ready to move back to Virginia Beach, and I ain't saying it like it's like it's like ah Virginia Beach, but I'm just gonna be surrounded by white people who I think are armed as well, <laughs> and I don't want to be the only one in the neighborhood without some. It, exactly, and the thing about it is. White people, I, I, they always say they buy guns to protect themselves from the they, government. They got, they buy guns to protect themselves from black people. From black people. That's it. That's, that's the thing. And 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 I tell you what works is you see a white man with a gun, you think twice about flipping him off when he cuts you off or or when when he does something stupid in public. Yeah, because, because you know if they shoot you. They're gonna go free. They're gonna go home. Especially if they tell the story. Hell yeah. Right. And especially if I'm dead. Oh, oh yeah. that's it. That's how you get away. They're going home. You make sure you kill them. That's how it goes. Right. So you know, the thing about it, they always say, you know, if, if this person had a gun, you know, they could have, you know. I don't believe none of that. You know, I don't think. I don't believe. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I fired guns in the war, but I fired M16. I promise you, the very first time I fired an M16, I was scared to death. The first time. Yeah. 
I got you yeah. to it. But these niggas ain't walking around shooting these guns like that. I, I don't think anybody's ready to. I know there's some bloodthirsty white people out there, but I, I, it ain't a whole bunch of Indiana Joneses out there that's gonna be shooting mm-hmm. motherfuckers over the shoulder and shit dead in the forehead when the, when the crisis hits. No one is gonna be Neo and Trinity. That's not going to happen. And that's happen. what they think. Like, that's what everybody thinks. They're going to jump into action like Last Action Hero and then swan dive over the hood of the car while shooting at the same time. Exactly. And pick out six terrorists that just showed up at Wawa. Like, <laughs> nah. The only thing the gun would do is make you raise your eyebrows. When you see me with a pistol, your eyebrows go up. You're like, you know what? Hey, I ain't fooling this dude. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? When you were, If you a thug or whatever... Because, you know, people, when you say thug, people think it's immediately black. Nah, thug is a way of life. Like, and white people can be thugs just as much yeah. as black folks. Them type of niggas that going to take that shit, period. Right, exactly. So if you're going to run up on me and you see me with a pistol, you see me with a rifle, you see me with a big thing thing, you're going to think twice. You're like, nah, because thugs want to go for the low-hanging fruit. They want to go for the women with no children. They want to go with the, the sucker MCs who just be walking around flashing their shit. And you know, they're gonna go for the low hanging fruit. If you see me walking around with a AR-15 scrapped in my back, walking around in Target, you just gonna think twice before running up on a Jeep. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, Even if I don't know how to shoot it, you don't know that. I'm gonna roll my eyes hard in the motherfucker though. I mean, excuse me, but I'm gonna roll my eyes. Don't give me <laughs> I'm gonna look you dead in the face and be like, yeah, I hit you with a whole <laughs> and keep walking because you felt like right. you needed this this rifle to come in here and buy some body wash and get some oil. Right, bro. You need a rifle to go buy some pampers, bro? <laughs> Yo, just just go buy a Mustang or a Harley or something. Come on, man. Like, just have this midlife crisis in a more productive way because you'll never yeah, get done. You'll never get to shoot this thing off ever. You got to drive nah. all the way out to to Moyoc to shoot this thing off. Like, yeah, bro. Or a gun range. You're not letting off no shots with no with no semi-automatic, bro. No, nah, you man. just not. You know, you may bust off with a handgun. You know, whatever, whatever. But you not busting off no semi, not no, not no street without getting arrested. Nah, not even people. white people know that. Nah, yeah, you in Walmart with an AR-15 because somebody want to run out the door with a CD. Oh, matter of fact, my bad. I just showed my age. Niggas don't steal CDs no more. Hold on. Yeah, they don't steal CDs. <laughs> uh, what are they stealing nowadays? A cell phone charger. Now you want to let off an AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come back! Ah, you let off at the Walmart because you seen somebody run past security. That's what we don't want. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, they were them gunshots. <laughs> yeah, they can't wait. <laughs> They <laughs> be letting up and lick up a shot. Bang, bang. That's what I'm saying. Every time I see these white boys like that, I'm like, "What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for somebody to do? Are you? It's a it's an eyebrow raise, man. It's intimidation, bro. That's somebody's exactly. Gonna, you think somebody's is. gonna run in this ten thousand square foot Walmart, shoot up the ceiling like Samuel L. Jackson, and coming to America? Everybody, get on the ground. <laughs> And because you got your AR, like you're gonna be able to take them on. Like, what do you think is getting ready to happen in this Walmart, brother? Then you see yeah, the old man. at the front. Don't you feel safe because he said hi to you on the way in? Come on, man. Right, and gave you a, a yellow sticker, bro. Like, you really gonna shoot up? You got a yellow sticker, bro. You ain't see that hand sanitizer station? <laughs> <laughs> this is Walmart, man. We can't be safe in Walmart. We might as well be in, like, what, an elementary school in Middle America. You know what I mean? Bro, you can't be safe in no elementary school either, bro. They shoot them up, too. That was sarcasm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went straight there. Yeah, I was going right at that. Like, white, white they got some, they, they, they sick, man. They got some. They- I tell you, I tell you the, the, the quote that's, that rings with me during this movement is from Louis Farrakhan. 
and he talks about um oh, you how uh, level with the Louis Farrakhan quote. Yo, let me explain something to you, man. Like I'm not Muslim, but Louis Farrakhan, he be dropping some jewels. Like sometimes he be far, you know, way far out there. But he be dropping some jewels, and he his thing was white people are scared that if black people ever became in power, that we would do to them what they did to us. Hey, that is the most factory thing I've ever heard of. And he said that's not necessarily true. He said that's not true. He said that's what you think. That's not true. He's, that's what they're scared of. Yeah, you absolutely. That's what they're. That's what he they're said. That's of. not true. We don't. He's like when we were. You know, if you think about it, when we were on the earth, we won't lynching niggas from the tree. We nah. won't discriminate against folk. Now there was slavery, and we talked about this last night. I mean, we didn't you know, get polio. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was forms of slavery, and white people love to say that the you know that slavery exists didn't start with yeah it didn't start with America. That's exactly right. Slavery was a form of employment. So if you were a slave, that means you had a job. It, it, it wasn't they didn't call it jobs then. They call it you worked for the king. You 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 was you my slave. Right. What I want. You worked for, and it's just like the same thing here. When we go to work, we are made. We are made to go to work, bro. Like we are made to clock in because if you don't, you lose everything. It's like dying. Bro. It's the same thing back then, man. They had to go to work, and it was that's what they called it slavery. You have to drag your ass to work if you want to maintain whatever comfortable lifestyle you think you have after five. You have to take your ass to work at eight. Period. You have to. And that's why I'm working on retiring in the next five to seven years. I don't want to have a job no more in the next five to seven. I'm working on it, but that's a whole other topic. But still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 what it is. And so white people took that that mindset and just exploited it. And and that and the people always wondered how did they get the black people on the boat? And a lot of it was forced, but most of it was they went and and took the smartest people from their tribes. Like if you was the Bill Gates of your tribe, mm. like you knew how to navigate, you know, irrigate, you knew how to farm, and you were an expert in these areas. The Jerome and, 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 Yeah. <laughs> if you if you knew how to cook well, you knew how to, you know, herd the sh- cattle and sheep and all that, they took all the best people and they put them all on the boat and brought them to America. And, who be, and that's why- Who be fixing y'all computers? Who? Hey, that big exactly, one? bro. Go get, <laughs> get that nigga. The big one? Oh man, he can fix computers and carry them. Let's go, bring that nigga. <laughs> bring that nigga. Absolutely. And like, I because we could all day, I could do three hours on just the conspiracy I have about white people. So let me throw a disclaimer out there. Some of y'all cool. Moving on. Um, I'm a, and this is a little more serious of a topic. I did want to touch on. I didn't want to. I didn't want to approach it too lightly. But um, from a mental health perspective, bro, what you what you doing to keep your head on straight? I know I sound like podcasting has really helped you. Uh, you know, get, to get the get your thoughts out. I mean, what else are you doing to you know keep yourself in a good mental space? It it podcasting does, man. It it really allows my thoughts to get out so that I don't become overwhelmed, and it helps my my anxiety. 
because I'll talk myself into a panic attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've done yeah. that, you know, I've had some life changes um, in, the, in, the, in the past couple of months. And, you know, not having an outlet or having someone to share those thoughts with, it's like, you, you run yourself crazy. And so a yeah. lot of times I'm sitting here talking to myself and I'll talk myself into like an asthmatic cry, like, and it just was not healthy. And so a lot of times, you know, edibles help, weed help to kind of like calm my nerves, but I don't want to live like that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be able to um, experience life and not freak out. And so podcasting really helps me because I can, if I have something I'm really bugging about, I can go and record it and not even publish it. Just I can just out. get it out. That's you know cool. what I'm saying? That's and so that helps. Uh, I play mad hours of Call of Duty. That helps. You know what I'm saying? That really helps because it allows me to get aggression out. Um, without really pulling up on somebody and busting off a shot. Well, it allows you to get aggression out without actually sweating. So let's just be clear. <laughs> let's just get right to the heart of it. Um, <laughs> podcasting is the same outlet for me. It allows me to talk without forcing someone to listen to me. You know what I mean? But see me, I, 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 I did force someone to listen to me. And she's the one who gave me the idea to do a podcast because she was like, yo, maybe other people should listen to you <laughs> instead of like, <laughs> she like, cause you talking my goddamn ears all, all the time. But that's, you know, that's kind of how we bonded and got close. When I started this podcast, it wasn't the way it was. So it's like, you know, the podcast has been kind of a journey in a lot of ways. Like on my last episode, I was like, yeah, Kenyatta's having my baby. And I was like, damn, on the first episode, I was like, it's me and my friend Kenyatta. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. <laughs> so wow. two years later, here we are type shit. So it's crazy. But um, no, it definitely is an outlet. You know what I mean? I used to go on all these wild rants about all the things in the world. And, you know, she was a soundboard, but she's not responsible for my mental health. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your partner's not there to be a therapist and she can be supportive of the things you do to get better, but she's not there to make everything better for you. You got to do, you got to want that for yourself. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that that's what it was. And even with happiness, like your partner should not be able to make you happy. Yo. Happiness is a journey that you have to go on your own. And even your partner can support you in that, but their job is not to fulfill happiness in your life. And even vice versa, like you can't force somebody to be happier than they are. Like if somebody right. is gonna be miserable and you, they're just gonna be that. And like, you're either gonna accept that that's what they are, that's where they are, but like you can't force that happiness on them. Like it's so, it's so wild having to abandon a situation for your own happiness, like having to jump off a boat or some shit to save yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you can't, I, mean, I can't let you, I can't let you take me there. Like I got Yeah, I can't let you kill me. Like I well, at know. some point, when do I do self-preservation? Exactly. Like, and I, and you then know, I, you know, a few years I was at I was at that point too at one point. And it was like I, I I can't, yo. Like I just this is not the life I want. There's so much more to my life than just this miserable exactly. life. But yeah, yeah. So podcast, I have a really dope therapist name is Dorothy that I go to in Virginia Beach. Um, an older black lady. Uh, she doesn't, she's not trying to be the grandma. She's not giving off the grandma vibes. She's giving off like uh, mature auntie vibes that like, not the young one that still want to have fun, but the one that know you should know better vibes. And it's like, mm -hmm. the thing that I like most about going to therapy is I could just like, 
talk there. I don't have to try to sound white for work. I don't have to sound non-threatening. I can say the wrong thing. I can use the wrong word. I can say everybody's names. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was a time in my life where people were just the location they were at. You know what I mean? My life was so compartmentalized that everybody, everything was separate. Nothing touched like a Tupperware container type shit. <laughs> so going to therapy allowed me to just talk about everything and just see how every part of my life was affecting every part of my life in different ways and shit. So that's what that's what helped me out and shit. You know what I mean? That's my next step, bro, is to really find a therapist because, like I said, I had some some situations pop off, and even with just life and being a man and being a black man as well, there's there's a lot of things I can't talk myself out of. There's things there. There's it's a better me that I want to become, and I know I can't do it on my own. So yeah, that's gonna be my next step is to um, that's important, you know, like that's that like you gotta go through that self uh bettering yourself phase. Like you gotta go through that phase where it's like, yo, I'm either gonna become the man I'm gonna be or I'm gonna be I ain't gonna be nothing. Like I'm gonna be right. the man that I think I am, period. And that's it. And then we can right. figure out the rest of this shit after that. But until I figure this part out, I can't go forward. You know what I mean? And that's exactly. why I came to a little while back. Like I gotta figure out like if I, am I this nigga or am I not this nigga? What's up? You know what I mean? Like, what? Would you right. be able to do this right. shit or you're not going to be able to do this shit? So, and there's a lot of pressure right. to come with that. And that, without that pressure comes all this anxiety that you're not allowed to talk about because you're supposed to exactly. be doing what you got to do. Exactly. exactly. Worrying about Bro. the things you're worrying about because, like, no one thinks you're supposed to worry about it. Like, it ain't that big a deal. Or, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, nah, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't right. It's like, it, it may not be, it may be fine for you, but for me, I'm cut from a different cloth. I think about things differently. Right. You don't want to allow me to think about those things. Right. And, like, just like, the idea that somebody doesn't understand why you want something or how you want something or like what that thing that you want what step that's going to be for you like having to break that down for everybody so that you can go like it's hard like that's that's a lot like sometimes you want to take more risk and everybody in the world wants a black man to play it safe every step of the way you can't take no risk don't do this nah yeah. nah stay at that job why'd you fuck that up like nah nah oh you shouldn't do that Bro, think about let me tell you let me tell you when i worked at one particular job uh, I, I was i was it was cake you know, I, I knew my job. I knew the people. It, I could do the job with my eyes closed, but I wanted more. Right. So I, I, I looked for another job, found another job. The job didn't pay as much, but there, the sell was there was more opportunity. Mm-hmm. So at this particular time in my life, I didn't really, I wasn't making a lot of decisions for myself. And so I was like, with this particular time, I'm going to make the decision for myself to try something that I never did before. So I consulted with different ones. No one really wanted me to do it except for my sister. She was like, yo, do it. And you know what I'm saying? If, if it don't work, you know what I'm saying? It don't work. Did it, went, got the job. I hated it. It was the worst job I ever had in my life. No, I've been there before. Hated it. <laughs> and and <clears throat> I thought, because my, my dad is a hard worker. My dad is like the epitome of Get up, go to work. I don't care if you ain't got no legs. You're going to work. Yeah, that sounds like so, that, that was my dad. He he ain't played. That's why it makes me mad when people talk about black people are lazy. My dad ain't lazy. Yo, that that my parents was lazy, yo. My mom, I just found out recently, my mom was making $13,000 a year when she bought her first house that she's still living to this day. 13000 a year. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, that irritates me. But I so, you know. Go ahead. No, nah, I, I was going to say, like, you know, 
I, I went to work and I was just like, yo, I'm just stuck here. You know, I'm stuck here doing a job I don't like. Maybe, you know, one opportunity over them. Then something just dawned on me like, yo, you don't have to stay here. You're smart. There's other jobs out. Apply. Yeah. So I did, man. I went on Indeed, found the job that I'm at now, applied. Went in there, made them white folk feel comfortable, and <laughs> <laughs> they hired me and paid me what more than what I was making at my first job. And so, you know, it's the same industry. I, I love banking. Banking IT to me is easy. And so, um, yeah, I, everything's I'm, safe, I'm, exactly, my nigga. I got the tight. And someone on DJ Khaled, I got the keys, my nigga. There you go. So, <laughs> but I, hey, I, I, yo, this the the even the career trajectory, like, just is so familiar. Like, getting sold a getting sold a dream at a job, having the courage to leave it, and then coming up to you know ending up where you belong. Like, and I can't let too much time pass before I just mention the fact that you know you did a lot for me in my career as far as it is concerned so we can never and i will never forget what you did for me from an it perspective a career perspective and a man-to-man perspective so i just wanted to you know what's really got that round of applause. <laughs> you know what's funny about that story and not to get into too many details is i didn't know you <laughs> I didn't know anything about you. Fucking know me, bro. Like you had just interviewed me, and like the second time we ever spoke after that interview, I hit you with that shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and I said to myself, "This is some nigga shit here." <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I the realest nigga in the building, bro. It just so happened you interviewed me. <laughs> It's so funny how fate works, bro. It's so funny how fate yeah, works. Like almost six years later, yo. Six years later, bro. Yo, and, and the thing about it is neither one of us are still there. We both, you know, took our lumps and lessons from that place. And, and here we are. And you started my career, bro. So I give them their props. They restarted my career. No matter how it ended, that's how I got back. You know the job? You know the last W-2 I had before that? Uh, I call them blue. You know the last W-2 I had before that? It was from TJ's landscaping, nigga. Eight wow. an hour, bruh. And I only was getting Let me tell you, let me tell you this. When they interviewed you, like I was gonna I was gonna root for you anyway, because we need more black people there. I was tired of interviewing exactly. sorry ass white person people. they asked me about. I was like, no, I like them. Every black person they ever asked me about. I was like, let's go get them. Yeah, and so I'm I was like, yo, I, I was just you know, I was in there. Um, when they were, you know, they would talk about folk and, you know, some of the black people would come in there, they, they weren't really qualified at all. And so I really didn't have anything to pull on. But like when you came in there, you had all your stuff together. You was, you was right. And so they were like, what do you think? And I was like, yo, go get them. And so, you know, at that time, the hiring manager, Miss um, Blackman, I should say. Yeah, you should say. She, she... She did anything I said, anything I said. Like, she was like, like we were like just so connected. Like you would have thought we were hungry and we were just super cool. And she was, she was cool with me. And so I can really go in there and be like, yo, B, that ain't working. We need to do this. And she'd be like, all right, let's do it. And a lot of the things that we did at that company was stuff that I implemented, stuff that I thought about, and I worked with it. 
I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, you know, when it, when you came through, I was like, yo, snack him. And so they did. And uh, You know, one of my little claim to fame, I like to say, is that uh, before I left that place, I retrained every person in that department in my image of customer service. Well, I'm glad you did, because I trained you in the image of customer service. Go. <laughs> I had to, I, every single person all the way down from the head of that mud had to sit down and listen to me explain to them what customer service what who our customers were they all had to sit down and listen to me break it down to them after i had worked there for a couple years and one day i was like look, look, let me explain to y'all how this customer shit works <laughs> boy you killing me with these silent things customers G. are the people that call your phones it doesn't matter if it's the nigga that just walked past you it doesn't matter if it's the person in Alaska whoever calls that phone are the reason you're here that's your customer stop playing with me exactly had to sit them all exactly. and explain that shit to him man but look I gotta wrap it up bro this has been yeah, we got we got to do this again, bro. This, this is can't easy. be the first and last. No, it was too easy. We ain't got no excuse. There's just absolutely no excuse now. You sit down, open up the computer, open up the app, and you just start talking, and it records. This is beautiful, bro. I got to figure out a way to do an ad for Zencaster on Anchor's platform because they probably compete. <laughs> they, well, I don't know, but Zencaster to me, bro, is... Like somebody, another person I do uh, a team up with a podcast with, um, she hit me to it. And when I saw how easy it was, I was like, I'm sold. So shout out to Zencaster. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, Zencaster.com, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. Look, if you type it in T-E-R, it'll, it'll automatically do yeah. that one too, by the way. Yeah, so so what I want to say too is like that's what I think is dope about people that do podcasts and we got to keep that in the culture and the spirit everybody that does this podcast and shit that I know we all share and, and, and spread ideas amongst each other like I had never even heard of this until you told me about it just now today so like we all got to just keep you know spreading ideas and supporting each other and one day I want to get like five of us on a zoom call and just wild out on some, <laughs> on some crazy oh, we should man I should like, call some I know, I know like three of the podcasters too bro we should figure out a way to make it happen because this was too easy and it was too fun yeah and i think it was zoom zoomcaster i think you can i, I think you never did a zoom before. it's crazy to say that right like i've never done a zoom before like no zoom is fun man and the only bad thing about zoom and i'll say this and it's about the last thing i'm saying the only thing bad thing about zoom is that it's only 40 minutes for free but if you have it if you pay monthly then you have unlimited time but i mean i ain't i ain't really trying to yeah, make like a watermark did they put a watermark on it for the free? It book? does put a watermark. Well, it doesn't put a watermark on there regardless. Well, you Zoom. Can use the audio either way. So, like, even have yeah, audio. audio. How many times mm-hmm. a day can you do 40 minutes for free? Do you know? You can hang up and do them again, I think. Uh, that's what I like to hear, yo. A nigga like me like to make it economical. Let's call it a segment. <laughs> yep, yep. Right, I yeah. mean, if you know how to time your stuff, you're good. <laughs> I'll come right back. You know how Zoom do? All right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Zoom do? You know how baby. <laughs> on Instagram Live, like they be pointing at each other. Hey, you gonna call? You gonna log back in? You want me to? You want me to? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call you. Okay. <laughs> and we gotta get back together and talk about these verses. Yeah, we gotta talk about verses. We gotta talk about your top ten list. We gotta just talk about 
everything, bro. We should make we got to make this a regular thing for real. We should. But shouts to uh. This is the on the Ross podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are now listening. Kenyatta's uh get ready to have a baby, so I do have to find a way to slow down at the same time be economical because you know um, I don't know for sure because it's been like twelve years since I had a baby, so I want to see what these twenty twenty babies is like. But at the same time, I don't know that you can podcast with a newborn, and I'm gonna see how it work out. <laughs> you know, bro, I'm telling you, the, the baby gonna come out with an iPhone trying to tell you that's what i'm saying do they come with like that cruise control that automatically adjusts the speed for you like exactly. i just want to know what these 2020 models can bring to the table like the baby gonna come out talking my g these babies now are smart that's what i'm saying i be on instagram i got i follow like a cute baby twitter and they just be coming out like knowing all the fortnite dances already i'm like <laughs> Like, where do they get this rhythm from? My kids don't know how to do nothing. And they like the uh, 2007, eight versions and shit. So I'm like, right, let me see what the new babies got. I, yo, I got a feeling this baby's going to kick my ass, bro. I wanted the baby so bad for so long. You know how it used to be when new babies would come around. I'm stupid. So like, I got a feeling this baby going to break me down. It's a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Okay. If um, it was a girl, I'd be like, you just going to be broke. You yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. be broke. Everybody tell me. But you look out. Yeah, they tell me I dodged the bullet when not having a girl. But, you know, I wanted one. So. I'm going to spoil the hell out of this little boy, though. We'll see. But, all right, man. Sure, man. Hey, man, for my people, give me your social media where they can find you. Oh, um, yeah, I'm on Spotify, On The Rocks Podcast. Just just type it in on Spotify. Uh, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Rocksalot, two X's, two T's, one word. Um, you can catch me under uh, Mike statuses every now and then when he ain't talking too, too crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm out here. And uh, just check me out on uh, Spotify and uh, Anchor, too, even. Uh, and what about you, man? For sure, you can find me everywhere that social media is born. You can have me there at uh, King Meech. Uh, uh, or Michael Raphael, preferably Michael Raphael. It's M Y K A H L and Raphael like the Ninja Turtle. All right, yeah, spell it out for him. And uh, the, the name of your podcast is King Meach Speaks, and you can find that at um, anchor.com and just type in King Meach with four E's for Meach, and you'll be able to find me. That's what's up, man. Right, we got to keep doing this, we got to keep figuring out how to make it happen, man. I really appreciate your time, bro. Yo, man, thanks for having me, G. It's fine. I'll holla at you. For sure.